the tune of the young ones you know that we're now going to talk to gary jones about the youth team uh, always a very popular part of the show but for the first time in two years gary's actually come in the studio nice to meet him and one always has a picture of someone i presume he's got a picture of us and we're all quite shocked now we've met each other <laughs> but uh, gary uh, good to have you here there's been two under-18 matches since uh, since you were last on. I think the first of those was at Bolton last Saturday. And up, up till that game, we'd had a run of eight defeats on the trot. And what happened? Yes, we managed to break that run and we got a 3-3 draw, which is very welcome. I think the club or the, uh, the academy management had got a bit sick of losing. So they strengthened the under-18s by moving some of the guys back from the under-21s. <laughs> And we went up there and got a 3-3 draw and the Palace goals were scored by centre-forward Derek Tico, left-back Joan Williams and Saleh Kakai, who'd definitely been moved back to the under-21s because he's barely featured for the 18s recently. And then on Wednesday, they went to play a very strong uh, red inside who previously had won eight games in a row and were definitely the form team in the Premier League. We again took a, a strong side, but uh, we, we managed to lose 2-1, which, uh, considering the strength of the opposition, wasn't so bad. Reading scored both of their goals from corners, from headers, <laughs> which is probably down to the absence of Ryan Innes. Uh, Palace pulled a goal back through Derek Tico, the centre-forward, when he got a rebound. He missed a one-on-one, or the Reading keeper made a good save and uh, the report I got I didn't go to the game which was probably a fair score and, and Palace quite credible to push Reading that close as a lot of other clubs haven't been doing so so that w- were two better performances than, than we've been having much, much better we've been blooding some 15 year olds which and that is a massive physical yeah. ask for them to play 18 yeah. some of the lads are 18 and a half as long as you're 18 at the start of the season you can play and it's literally been boys against men and these 18 year olds are technically very good but physically they, you know, obviously they're not up to 18 level but it's good practice for them and it augurs well for the club in the future that we've got some 15 year olds that are going to go in uh, you know in future years and had some experience already excellent i think they've got two more games left this season yeah they play on tuesday at home to everton and then next friday away away at chelsea right okay so uh if people want to go to uh, at least one of those games you know is, is at home uh, if people want to go to it I, i'm sure they'd be most welcome normally yeah i think it would be best to check with the club because uh, they're a bit funny if the first team's training right uh, and if it's a Saturday, it's, it's no problem so it depends if we're in the uh, the playoffs or not i guess okay okay <laughs> we won't go into a debate about that <laughs> um as this is the last time you're going to appear on the show uh, this season, uh, I thought it'd be be useful to go through some of the better-known names of the under-18s and uh, just sort of track how they've progressed this season, whether you think they've actually come on or been a bit disappointing in their progress and how you see them progressing in the future let's start with one that i mean everybody knows the name of ryan innes we've probably been talking on him on this show for for two years or more but he's actually only still still only 17 isn't he you know yeah. though we've been talking about him for so long still only 17 uh central defender so a position that you know certainly the first team could do with a strong central defender coming through How's he gone this season? Yeah, he's definitely a big, tall central defender. I think he's had another growth spurt because I st- stood next to him last week at a youth team match, and he said he must be six foot five now, maybe even taller. Uh, he's definitely had a season of two halves. Last season, he, he was a star. 
captain of England under-17s, dominant for our under-18 team, played almost every game. But then this season, he seemed to, over the last summer, he bulked up uh, where he was a bit of a beanpole before. And in the first half of this season, he struggled to cope with his newfound bulk. It made him less mobile. So he was, he'd lose stuff uh, on the ground, was getting turned easily. But he seemed to sort of that out since Christmas, recovered a lot of his form, uh, got used to his you know new body shape, if you like. And he's been rewarded by the club. He's been forced his way into the under-21s. He's actually played three or four games for those. I think because he's going to be 18 in June, he'll probably be too old for the under-18s next year. So the choice the club have is just letting him play under-21s. Or my preference would be he probably needs to go out on loan to toughen him up and get some first-team experience. And then if he gets that next season, I think the season after that, when he's sort of 19, right. he may be ready for our first-team squad because it's a crucial position centre-back. Absolutely, can't yeah. Too early. yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's an interesting remark, really, because I mean, you know, I've, I've my son's twenty one or twenty two, and he he keeps saying, "Why are we not playing this Ryan in it?" You keep hearing about him, you know, and I know he's only seventeen uh, at the moment, but sometimes you see, you know, you see eighteen year olds in the Premier League, maybe not a centre back, admittedly, um, but you know, if they're good enough. They should be in the side, is my philosophy. But you, you don't think he'd be ready for it next well, I think, season? I think if he'd carried on developing this season and built on last season and got better again, yeah. he would have maybe been ready. But he, he actually re- regressed in the first half of the season. And the second half of the season, he's recovered. But probably only back to the level he was at last season. So there's been no real progress. So, mm. so I think that's probably why he's not quite ready for the right. step up yet. Right. Okay, that's interesting. And, and I think Keith raises an uh, interesting point there because uh, a lot of fans hear these names and they say, well, why isn't so-and-so in the team? You know, I mean, I've seen people say, why isn't Alessani in the team? And, and the people who say it probably never, ever seen him play, you know. Uh, and that's why Gary coming on here and, and giving us an actual close-up insight of what the players are like, so valuable. Gus Sal, um is a, a sort of a tough tackling midfield player, isn't he? Uh, yeah, his his problem this season has been injury, hasn't he? It? it has. He's injured again at the moment, unfortunately. He joined Palace when he was 11, even though he was born in Liberia. And we gave him a three-year contract on his 17th birthday, which is longer than we give most young players because he was that highly rated. And... Uh, this season, I honestly thought that this would be his season. By the end of it, he'd be in the first-team squad and be on the bench every week. But in the pre-season friendly against Cray Wanderers, he got a terrible ankle injury, which took him three or four months to shake off. And when he's come back, he really struggled to get anywhere near the level he was at before the injury. Uh, he's played some under-18 teams, some under-21s, picked up some more knocks. And now he's got injured again, and so he's <laughs> out injured again. I think it's a different injury. So the season's been an absolute total write-off for him. So I think hopefully he will spend the summer getting fit come back in pre-season training and be 100% fit and raring to go and if he can get back to the level he was at before because he's, he's not just a tough tackler unlike a lot of tough tacklers he can actually play the ball as well he can dribble past people he can pick a pass he can score goals and he's an attacking threat as well as danger uh, defender now so he really would be an asset in the first team and I'm hoping maybe by sort of two-thirds of the way through next season, halfway through, that he'll actually be on the first-team squad. He'd be, it'd be really useful to have. Right, so that, that's one to look forward to. Now, you mentioned Gassel there had, uh, was given a long-term contract. One player who's still waiting news if he's going to be offered a contract is Jerome Williams, uh, a left-back. 
and that's quite interesting because uh, although he's waiting to if we're going to give him a contract he actually got into the england under 18 team this year didn't he, he did and he f- actually featured in their last match the last match was in march uh, he played he played half a game he's been rewarded he's one of the players who plays with a smile on his face he's an unsung hero and that he's, he hasn't never misses a match played every match for about the last two years for the under 18s and uh he loves attacking you know even though he's a big six foot two strapping lad big for a left back he's got very quick dainty feet the feet of a winger and he's got all the tricks in the opposition box and he scores a lot of goals for left back and they're not headers they're, they're shots and and things for for a big lad and i think the only thing that counts against him is we are so well stocked at left back aren't we we've got Parr, we've got Moxie, we've got Parsons mm-hmm. and we've even got the young lad Cadell Daniel who can play midfield and defence and, and left back and he's even looking to go out and now I hear he's turned down a contract because he sees too much of a log jam ahead of him and he's going to drop down some divisions to maybe get some games at left back Interesting, um, I know you, you obviously you're, you're close to um, the, the under 18s there Gary and uh, there's a question I've got to ask you uh, because I'm hoping you might have some sort of answer what's happened with Aruna Dindan? Do you see him anywhere? <laughs> I don't see him. I don't make the under-21 games because I don't have work enough. But he hasn't even been in featuring for those. I think they played this week, didn't they, at Norwich and got a draw, I think, yesterday. And he didn't feature at all, wasn't on the bench. And I don't know, I don't know that spells the end of him at the club or whether it spells that he's going to be on the bench today for the first team. I'm not Did sure. Did he actually start his, his career here? <laughs> he's played some under-21 games. He's, he's played 70 minutes up at Newcastle before he was subbed. And I think he played sort of an hour of an odd game at home here for the uh, under-21s couple of weeks ago but uh, you know Holloway said he didn't he surprise his lack of fitness but you know they had him on training before before they signed him so where's the surprise it's, it's, it's completely got me that one I really I, I know sorry to interrupt <laughs> no, no, and talk, no. talk well, about the younger ones but uh, uh, sorry the older ones but I, it, I just you know I was quite excited when that signing happened <laughs> albeit only for eight games and he hasn't even played a game I well I spoke it. to Steve Browett Steve Browett was at the Crystal Palace Man United game and he said it, the way he put it was we had a deal to sign another player that fell through at the last minute AJ was going to come back on loan uh, and with a view to sign at the end of the season and QPR I think it was QPR pulled the plug at the last minute and so Dindan was almost the last minute replacement for that deal falling through so maybe they didn't do the normal due diligence they would do when they yeah, signed right. well there you go a bit of exclusive news well, about that's AJ nice to, there. nice to know you never know he might turn up <laughs> next season ok so carry on with the under 18s uh, Jerome as we mentioned as a, as a player who's waiting for a contract well, someone who definitely was given one for a, a length of time was Soleil Kai Kai uh, um, I think he was given a, a, a contract that takes him through to the end of not only next season but the season after um, I always, I've never seen him play but I've, I've cottoned on to the number of times you say he scored direct from a free kick yeah. so he's obviously a free kick specialist I think he started off as a striker didn't he and he then they did. moved him wide he did they signed him from Fisher he joined the club late so he's only been in our academy since he was 15 and he was an out and out centre forward but one of the quietest players you could ever sort of meet doesn't say much on the pitch very undemonstrative uh, you'd almost notice he was there never barely opens his mouth but technically he's very good they converted him they played the same style as the first team so a, a single centre forward with three men just behind him and Kakai's been put out wide left so he's not a winger so he cuts inside on his right foot all the time and he looks to shoot he has got a good shot or he looks to thread a through ball and the fact that he's been moved up from the 18s where he started at the start of season by Christmas he's barely featured for the 18s and he's been in the under 21s nearly every game he starts every game so I think the club have, have got high hopes for him but he's another one I think there's a massive gap between 
21s and first team still right. he hasn't had much experience because he joined the club late so I think he's another one that he might need to go out on loan next season to maybe a League 2 club or even to get some experience before he's ready for our first team Right and, and obviously the last one um, uh, that we should talk about because it's the one that most of the fans have heard of yeah. and talk about is Rhys Alassani uh, guy who's given the most lucrative contract ever I think as, a, 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 as an academy player uh, fans have seen snippets of him and immediately say, "Oh, but, you know, he should be on the bench for the for the uh, first team." But in actual fact, when he's been playing for the under twenty ones, I think I'm right in saying he's yet to score. Is that, is yeah, that correct? And yeah, and he got subbed uh, yesterday in the Norwich game. Had a disappointing first half. He, he's he's not huge physical. He does get knocked off the ball a bit. And he's one of these players that, if you just see the snippets, you think he's a wonderful world talent already should be starting for the first team but what you don't see is for as many good games he has he has quiet games where you you wouldn't even notice he was playing because he relies on the the rest of the team to give him the ball he's not going to win the ball in a tackle he's never going to win a header he's not going to chase back and close people down he has to have good service the ball has to be given to his feet he has to be able to turn and run at the opposition then he looks world class but the other parts of his game you know they're not there he, he's, he reminds me a little bit of Dougie Freeman in that when he played for us he's never going to win a tackle or a header uh, or track back and tackle a man near his own corner flag but you give him the ball at his feet and give him a chance to run at the opposition or some space he can be deadly and that's what that's how Adesani is and uh, I think to be honest you know he's still getting to grips with the step up he's still only a young lad he's yeah he's very young still I think people forget how young yeah. he is yeah. I think it's because he actually played for the under 18s when he was 15 so yeah. people got yeah. to hear of him early and he had, does score some wonderful goals he does occasionally run the length of the pitch with the ball at his feet but as I say you know apart from that there isn't a lot else to his game but then I suppose if you can fall one luxury player in your team that might not do anything for 85 minutes but might score or create two goals with five minutes of wonderful play he'd be your man right well Gary it's been a treat actually meeting you for a change I have to say you know I get a lot of responses sent to me about the whole show different aspects of it and the the positive comments we have about your segment you know it's unbelievable oh, I really, really, really delight to uh, have you on each week and, and thanks for the insight you've given us you're welcome I'll chat to you next season great great <laughs>